0: James chapter 1, verses 19 through 27, hearing and doing the word. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves, and on going away immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this to care for orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world.
1: Welcome uh, to Weston Park Baptist Church this first Sunday of February, and uh, we are picking up in the book of James. and James uh, is about wisdom for everyday living, so it speaks to the Wisdom literature of the Old Testament, Proverbs, Psalms, Ecclesiastes, James is picking up in that spirit, and he's speaking to the first century church in Jerusalem, which was primarily Jewish, G, uh, James, the brother of Jesus, and he's giving, you know, insight and guidance to the early church. So we are picking up on that and want to be receptive to what he's got to say to us as well. Frederick Biekner, in one of his books, actually the book, uh, "To Telling the Truth, which is incredible book. Uh, He says something to this effect, and I paraphrase, religion is a good thing if it doesn't become too serious. And what he means by that is that many people in our culture have that understanding, that that religion's good, but just don't go too crazy about it. Make it personal, kind of keep it casual, and then that'll be good for you. If you go too extreme, it's not going to be good. Buechner does not agree with that, and certainly James doesn't agree with it. They would say that faith and religion is very important and we are to take it quite seriously, but of course he has a particular idea what that means. And so I say that because the word religion actually is not used very much in the New Testament, but in our text here today it is used on three different occasions. So I, I want to speak about what James is meaning when he talks about faith and religion. So it is serious, as Beekner wants to go on and say in his book, and James is saying the same. So with that in mind, we turn to our text. We look at James 1, 19 to 21. And he writes, you must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. For your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. So that's where James begins. And he's saying, listen to what the scriptures are saying, what the Spirit is saying, and particularly to pay attention. Pay attention to your life and particularly here, pay attention to your speech. So we are to be, to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. In the Middle Ages, there was a virtue that was talked about, and it was called docility. We don't use that language too much anymore, but to engage in docility was to be teachable, to have a heart that is open and a will that is receptive to what other people are thinking and saying so that you can learn from them. And then you form your opinions based on that. So to be docile in terms of that virtue was to be teachable. And James is taking that on. We are to uh, be slow to speak and be quick to learn from others, to be teachable. That's, That's where James is going, rather than being angry and reacting. And so whenever we just simply react... It typically you know we're just kind of going all over the place we're not really being very intentional we're just reacting and James is saying that will get you in trouble if you live your life by anger then you'll be reacting punching things in, in a sense but it, it it won't lead you to righteousness and to wisdom so I'd have a teachable heart and not engage in this kind of reactive spirit a few weeks back, we saw in the states the, the mob violence in the uh, American Senate. And I, I think we all looked on that with, with horror, really, just like, wow, how does that even happen? In the, the middle of Washington, this kind of angry spirit in the crowd just kind of going crazy. But, well, that's the spirit of reacting. Just re- act out. And James is saying, no, we, we're not to live our lives that way. So we have to be careful. Anger was considered one of the passions, and a passion that can get us into trouble. Hence, be slow to speak, slow to get angry, quick to listen. This is where James is going. Having said that, he then gives us this twofold imperative, which is, which is quite interesting. And the first one is to take off, get rid of attitudes and actions that distort your love. Uh, we see that in uh, verse 21. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness. That's the first imperative. Take, take it off. And, it, and that verb is used for taking off clothes. Just take off old, dirty clothes. Get rid of that. Get rid of that wickedness, that badness. Greek word there is kakia. Interesting in a lot of languages, uh, kakia, will, will t- go to human excrement, some form of excrement. Take off the kakia, get rid of that stuff. That's what we're to do. Take off whatever kind of sordidness we might have in our, in our lives, take it off and instead put on he says welcome, welcome the word of God, the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. It's a, it's a very strong statement. Souls is a psyche there. The implanted Word has the ability to do something really rich in your life, my life. Ultimately, to save our souls, James is saying. So receive the wisdom of God and take off that which gets in the way and put on the implanted Word, the implanted Word of God that will enrich our lives, strengthen our lives, guide our lives. Hence, that's our invitation. So the implanted Word of God, what is that for us today? The implanted Word comes to us in the Scriptures. And certainly, the Spirit of Christ. Christ is the Word of God, and the Scriptures are the written Word of God, and being receptive to both Christ and the Scriptures we are then receiving the implanted Word of God. And so here we are in 2021. A great discipline for us throughout this year is to, to really engage this implanted Word, to be reading the Word, so that the Spirit can speak to us and encourage us and work in our interior lives in a way that leads to abundance in life. So be attentive to the work of God. Be attentive to this implanted Word. Word putting off evil, putting on goodness, that's where James is beginning. In one of Nowen's books, he talks about we often walk around with a garbage can on top of our heads and we just put in all the crap of the world, and we all can do this in different ways. And rather than that, we are to engage in a way that we are really thoughtful and intentional in terms of what we allow in what we do with our lives what we do with our minds so that's where James begins put off and welcome God's word number one he then goes on and says but be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves but those who look into the perfect law the law of liberty and persevere being not hearers who forget but doers who act they will be blessed in their doing. So what does this receiving the implanted word look like? Well, it means, first of all, James says, to be a hearer and a doer of the word. Hearing and doing. It's interesting that at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, James' brother Jesus uses the story of building on rock and not building on sand. And the way that story goes, and this is the very end of the Sermon on the Mount, so the sermon is building this massive teaching by Christ. He ends with this little story. Don't build on sand because when you build on sand, it is like you are hearing God's word, but you're not doing it. You're hearing but not doing. But when we build on the rock, it's like someone who hears and does. So Jesus ends the Sermon on the Mount with this story. Be hearers, and doers and he guides us that way and enjoins us in this movement because it's so easy to hear and then not do we hear but we don't do it we don't put it into action jesus says no 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 if you're going to follow me it's about hearing and doing there's another verse and story with jesus in the gospels where he has just given a wonderful teaching and a woman from the crowd yells out and says, may your mom, the woman who bore you, be blessed. And Jesus' response in that situation is, no, the one who hears and does the word of God, that person is blessed. Now, we know Jesus loved his mom, Mary, but he's making a point here again. We are to be hearers and we are to be doers. It's a deeper kind of listening. That's where James is going. And when we do that, it's like looking into the perfect law, the word of liberty. Note that in verse 25 where Jesus says, but those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. So again, hearing and doing. the perfect law of liberty i mean that's a, that's a beautiful description of the torah the law of liberty in jesus mind the law is not this long list of regulations of do's and don'ts forget it rather it is the perfect law it is the law of freedom it is the law of liberty why because it is the law of love love the lord your god with all your heart and soul and love your neighbor as yourself Those are the greatest commandments, Jesus responds to the scribe, who asks, what what are the greatest commandments? It's about love. It's not about all this do's and don'ts. Augustine, in another place, says, love and do what you want. Because if we're really loving, then you'll be on track. So it's the law of freedom. It's the law of encouragement, the law of liberty. That's where Jesus is going, and that's the implanted word that we are to be listening to. And it's interesting how James describes this here because it's it's a very integrated response. Note, it it deals with our tongue. Don't speak words that damage. It speaks through our ears. We are to be listening. Speaks through our eyes. Don't be like a person who looks in the mirror and then forgets what they look like. What do we see? And then our hands, what are we doing and acting? What are we touching? So it's this integrated, holistic response that James is saying we are called to embrace, and it's all about ultimately acting in love. Not following all these rules, rights and wrongs. No, 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 it's not not that. It's acting in love. This is what Jesus is saying and what James is saying. And indeed, when we do this, it ends with the beatitude, you will be blessed in all you do. This is the second beatitude that we've heard in the book of James. In James 1 earlier, it talks about overcoming temptations or trials. You will be blessed as you do that. And here we're told that we will be blessed as we live in this manner of putting on love. The law of liberty, the law of freedom, James says. Being receptive, being docile. Being teachable, this is what James is saying. Do this in a way so we hear, but we're not just hearers, we're also doers. And then that brings us to the final piece, which reads this. If any think they are religious, there's the word, and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Second, thirdly, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this to care for orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world." So remember, the word religion, not used very much in the New Testament, but here we have it three times. So what is true religion? Buechner is saying many people think religion is is good when we don't take it seriously. James is saying here, no, we need to take it seriously. And first of all, we do that by the state of our heart, verse 26, to respond in this integrated way, to be hearers and to be doers, not forgetting what the word says. When we do that, that is the beginning of a religion that makes sense and that makes an impact on your life and other people's life. Religion is religio. It's just like it's a turning around on itself, to inform itself, religion, turning again, reflecting again. That's what James is saying to us. So do do so in a holistic way, in a way that demonstrates love. And then finally, and most importantly, to do it in a way that shows compassion. So note how he ends in verse 27. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father, God the Father is this to care for orphans, orphanos, and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. That's where James ends that. If you want to know what your religion is about, then demonstrate compassionate love. That's what he's saying. In his world, it is taking care of orphans and taking care of widows. Taking care of orphans, taking care of widows. In our world, that's still an important theme. I remember being in India a number of years ago teaching, and we visited a school, and it was a school of 800, and every child in the school were orphans. Incredible. It was a beautiful school. Every child in, you know, had their own uniform on. It was, it was lovely to see, and that was the purpose of that school. To care for orphans, to care for widows. But in our day, what, we, what, what might we say today? Well, we might say taking care of the stranger, taking care of the refugee, taking care of the immigrant, showing compassion to these people, not treating them as the other, but welcoming them in love. We might also say on a cold day in February that it's being mindful of the homeless who don't have somewhere to go. We're in a track here of five or six days. It's going to be very, very cold. There are people out there who don't have shelter. They don't have a home. they got to stay somewhere. And so the church responding, the faith community, in a way that is compassionate, that's what James is saying. Hey, when you do that, that's a message to the entire world that your faith has value, is relevant, has meaning. Take care of those who are the unfortunate in society, who are hurting, whether it is far away, or here in our own country, here in Weston. Take care of the orphans and widows, for us to do that in our day. And when James, he says, when you do that, now you're showing something that is serious and is important. It reflects the words of Micah, prophet who spoke uh, hundreds of years before Christ. He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. That's a beautiful statement. So religion, then, is about a reorientation of our values. It's moving from egotism to compassion, walking with others. It's a movement from self-concern to concern for our neighbors, to love God and your neighbor as yourself. AND THEN THIRDLY, IT'S MOVING FROM A LIFE OF SELF-GRATIFICATION TO A LIFE OF SELF-DISCIPLINE AND CARE AND CONCERN THAT IS METED OUT TO ALL YOU KNOW. THAT'S THE INVITATION. WHEN WE LIVE THAT WAY, PEOPLE WILL TAKE NOTICE. YOU KNOW, WE LIVE IN A, in a DAY AND AGE TODAY WHEN, YOU KNOW, A CHURCH BUILDING, PEOPLE WALK BY IT. MAN, THEY WALK BY WESTON, OUR CHURCH, hundreds of times in a month, and they may not think about what's going on here at all. It's just this stone building. And in our world, church can come across just like a fortress, something that isn't really very relevant. But in light of that, we need to show our relevance. We need to show that we make a difference. And we do that by showing compassion. We just had the food drive or our own version of it this year where we raised money and it was very successful. When that money is given to the food bank and they let people know that it comes from this faith community, that makes a difference. It's showing that we're relevant. And so that's what James is saying here. Live and act in a way that lifts up Christ and lifts up the kingdom of God and shows Christ's compassionate love. And when we do that, It will have value and significance and represent, indeed, that religion is a serious thing. And I pray and offer these words to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.